Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I'm your host, Emma Sue Prince. And in this episode, I am interviewing Barb Garrison, who is based in Boulder, Colorado, and who is a very successful careers coach. And Barb contacted me some weeks ago to ask if she could guest on the podcast to talk about some of the seven skills. And This was just before the rise of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, So we scheduled our call and we really felt strongly once we got started on our interview that we should talk about some of these skills in connection with what we're all facing right now. So Barb and I talk about the role of empathy within what we are experiencing now, the role of integrity with an interesting take on integrity because it's all about how we relate to integrity for ourselves and how we look after ourselves. And we also talk about the huge necessity to be adaptable. And I know Barb works with a lot of very different people in her work and she is right now taking them through a lot of these steps that are needed to help process what we're all experiencing. So I hope you really enjoy this special bonus episode with Barb Garrison. It was also great to speak to her because I used to live in Colorado, so we were able to connect a little bit on that score, even though we never met in person. Um, she lives in an absolutely gorgeous part of the world, and I hope very much to be able to meet her again there one day. So welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I am joined today by a wonderful lady, Barb Garrison, all the way from Boulder, Colorado. Welcome, Barb. (laughs) Thank you. I love the sound of that in your accent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so thrilled that you're on the show, not least because I used to live in Denver, Colorado many years ago, and I know Boulder well. It's such a beautiful town. So it's lovely to have that unexpected connection. Ah, that's wonderful. It is a wonderful place. I'm very grateful to be here. So today we're going to talk about three skills in particular, which we both feel are really relevant right now, and they are empathy and adaptability and touching on integrity. So Bob, what would you like to start with? Well, uh, 
Let's start with empathy. I, I think that's so, so important right now. I, I feel like the world has been screaming and begging for more empathy, for us to be able to stand in each other's shoes and understand what somebody else might be going through. You know, with this coronavirus there are so many ways in which we may not relate to other people, you know, those who are at high risk, whether mm. it's those who are um, losing jobs, you know, people in the hospitality industry who have already lost their jobs. There's business owners who are scrambling, you know, independent business owners who are scrambling to hold on to their businesses. You know, then we've got people who are in corporations who, you know, have good jobs and they're working from home, but they're trying to navigate that with kids at home and trying to focus and everybody's trying to balance their anxiety and I could go on, right? The point <laughs> is that we all have very different shoes in which we live in. And I think that the world, to be really honest, has been overdue to put some energy into empathy. And I will tell you, I, I think this is one of the silver linings of this whole situation because I'm starting to notice people having empathy in ways that I have not seen before. That's really interesting what you're saying, because we, I mean, this whole situation unites us really, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And that gave me chills when you said it, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter really, or it shouldn't matter. Our, our politics, our belief systems, our backgrounds, our cultures, our religions, our races, where we live, what we do for a living you know, our financial situation, any of those, because there's there's such a broad range of people out there now who are needing help and those that can help and vice versa. And it's not always coming from the place you would always expect it. And I think that's very refreshing. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, which, is, which actually is very positive. I mean, it's... Um as you say, it's something that we are long overdue and we're kind of, it, it's, it, it's a bit surreal because we're kind of being forced into uh, having empathy, aren't we? Well, you know, it's true. It, I, I call it a cosmic frying pan. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> you know, where, yeah, it, it, it's not that we're forced, but literally something so big and so hard and so painful has come down on our head mm -hmm. that we you know, either we pay attention or, you know, we go way out on the limb e e even farther than we were before, which is a really sad thing. And, you know, I do think there are some people that haven't quite gotten the message yet, but mm. I do see the groundswell growing for people asking each other, how can I help you? What do you need? You know, if someone like, for example, I'll tell you, I'm actually homebound. I've been homebound for over two weeks because um, I, I have high risk based on an autoimmune condition. I don't mind sharing that. And, you know, meanwhile, I am working and living and doing all the things that I do. I, I have a healthy business and I'm doing well, but it does mean I have to watch out for that. And I've had people reaching out to me asking if they could bring groceries, if they if I need a prescription picked up. Is there anything mm. that they can leave at my doorstep? Like, I've lived in this neighborhood for a year and a half and never once had anyone offer that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I, I see the same thing in my community as well. Um, we, we, we live in a very, very small, small, small little hamlet village. And actually, happily, we do have a strong sense of community, but it's really, really come together now, you know, with, with lots of support, lots of help out there. Um, 
And it's, it is heartening to see. It really is. Mm-hmm. It is. It gives me hope in ways that I don't think have been as prevalent as they have been in the last week. Um, and even, even like the things people are talking about on social media and the people who are donating, you know, goods and, and funds and volunteering and being on innovation task forces. And, you know, we had a woman who organized some food trucks to come to our neighborhood to try to support the food truck business and, you know, the independent business owners and help people get out of their house, but still do it with social distancing. So people actually signed up for times separated out so they wouldn't run into other people, but we could still support each other and that business Mm. owner. Mm Mm-hmm. That's great. That's that's really, really good to hear. What what are some of the ways that you think we might be in danger of losing empathy? Because I'm sure there's the, you know, there's the other side of the coin as well. Yeah, no question. I think that's a good question. And I think it's something that we've we've lost a lot of already, you know, in our politics. And, you know, no matter what country that you're in, it feels like there's been a lot more polarization. And I think when people assume that one way is right and the other way is wrong and then vice versa regardless you know the opposite mm. of what your beliefs might be you know we we lose empathy for what somebody else might be going through what they might mm. be feeling what their fears might be what their concerns might be what they might be experiencing in their families that are different than our own or what they might be experiencing in their careers that are different than our own and so mm. i think it's a very important skill in fact of your list of seven skills i will tell you i think it's the one we could all be working on the most, mm-hmm. um, not just around this situation, but in general, because it's it's useful, whether it's in marriages, in families, in communities, with friendships, in workplaces, you know, in schools, like it, it applies everywhere. Mm, it definitely does. But I think I think we can find it challenging as well, because we always will look at the world through our own little lens, you know, our own bubble. And, and we can be quite selfish. I mean, we've seen that with, you know, people, how they're shopping and, you know, clearing out the shelves of our grocery stores and things like that. So we can be quite self-focused as well. So what are the some of the ways we can come out of that a bit? Well, you know, my philosophy is that we can have both because I do believe that our number one job is to take care of ourselves. And I say that not in an ego way or a selfish way, but we cannot give back to others, support others, whether it's our team at work or our family, unless our cup is full. Mm -hmm. So we have to take care of our immediate needs, you know, our health, eating healthy food, getting enough sleep you know, taking care of our mental state, especially right now in terms of anxiety, um, keeping ourselves calm, all of those things, we cannot give to others until our cup is full. So I actually believe that if we fill our own cup, we can then use the overflow to actually give to others who we do have empathy for. So I don't think we have to choose. And that's, Mm. you know, to me fits with the polarization of so many thoughts, even what I was saying a few minutes ago about, you know, this is good and that's bad, or Mm. you're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. Mm. You know, Mm. I, I think that we can have both. And part of empathy is combining the opportunity to, to, to have more integration of different Mm. thoughts and different opportunities. 
Yeah, because you can accept that uh, somebody's perspective is different to yours, right? You yes. you don't have to defend it. You don't have to, you know, tr- try and get them to come and look at your perspective. Uh, well, exactly. In fact, you know, I, I think part of empathy is actually just listening to someone else. And while mm. it might not be your own personal experience, you can still hear them and you can still be there for them without trying to change them, fix them, you know, shift their mindset or make them wrong. And so I believe a big part of this is is about listening, listening for what people need, because we don't have to give up our own needs to mm. have empathy for others. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about adaptability. Okay, because that seems like something we, we, we really need a lot right now. Yes. Yes. Um, no question about it. In fact, Adaptability is something that to me is a muscle. And what I mean by that, it's sort of like going to the gym. You know, if you haven't been going to the gym, you can't start with a 50 pound weight. You have to start with a one pound weight and start Mm. to be able to lift that one pound weight and feel more comfortable with it. And then you graduate to five pounds and then 10 and so forth. And so to me, it's a muscle that we're building. And I think anything that looks like a cosmic frying pan helps us build adaptability. And What I've noticed, and I've tested this throughout my life, and I've worked with uh, career coaching clients for the last 14 years, so I've seen this with a lot of my clients, is that adaptability is something that can grow when we are willing to grow. So if Mm -hmm. we're willing to look at things from a different perspective, if we're willing to try some new things and stretch past our comfort zone a little bit, if we're willing to think differently, if we're willing to... um, test out something that we've been too nervous to try before let's say yeah I just I I just I'm thinking uh, as you were saying that I was thinking about my own situation because uh, I I run a lot of uh, face-to-face sessions uh, awareness raising sessions and they all got cancelled at the same time because they were face-to-face so Mm -hmm. I had to then think about okay how do I turn something which it has always been delivered face to face. How do I turn it into something online? But also, what's interesting is that I've always wanted to try and turn them into something online, and now I have the opportunity <laughs> to do that. You know? Bingo! <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Bingo. yeah. And that to me is something that I call a hidden gift. And to me, a hidden gift is really when something comes to you all wrapped up in a package with a bow in a way that you don't expect it. And exactly. you, you have to look at things in a new way. And this is where, to me, creative thinking comes in. Creativity mm. really is, to me, an aspect of adaptability. Because if you can say, okay, A is not going to work for whatever reasons, cosmic frying pan or otherwise, then okay, what are some options for B, C, and D? And let's figure out which ones will fit the best. Um, I have a great, I have a great metaphor for this. Um, I, depending on where, where you're listening from, you, if you're a skier, think of yourself as a skier. If you're someone who's been on a surfboard, you can think of yourself on a surfboard, <laughs> but I think of it as keeping your knees bent. And what that means is, you know, if you're on skis or you're on a surfboard and your legs are stiff and mm. a big, and a big wave comes and you're not expecting it, you're going to crash and burn on the beach. But if you keep your knees bent, whether it's a small wave or a big wave, you can move your feet, move your legs, move your body to Mm. adapt to what you didn't exactly see coming. And frankly, Mm. keeping your knees bent to me is a mindset. It's a way of being. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you're you're I guess you're sort of every day looking for those opportunities to try something new or be willing to look at something differently. Um, and that's keeping your knees bent, right? Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But what do you do if you haven't been bending your knees? <laughs> well, start bending them. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you just start with a little bit and you try something new. And, you know, to me, it's about experimenting. Um, you know, I've been using um, an online platform, several different online platforms before, but I had ne never actually taught a large group of people on Zoom before on mm -hmm. video because I tend to use more audio. Um, and there's some reasons for that. But the other night I, I did that with a very large group on Zoom for the very first time. And yeah, you know what? It was a huge stretch. I was definitely <laughs> a little bit nervous. I, I didn't like sort of worrying about physically how I looked. That was like a whole nother thing on my mind, you know, um, yeah. because I'm I'm usually very tuned into the audio channel because I'm an audio learner. Yeah. Um, and you know what, though? <laughs> Not only did I survive it, but it turned out to be darn fun. And <laughs> now I can say that I built my confidence around doing that and will feel much more yeah. eager to say yes to something I haven't tried before around the technology of it. Yes, yes. Whereas maybe before you would have perhaps avoided it or just, yeah, put it off or something. Yes. Yeah. And we all yeah. have areas in which we're more more eager to stretch. Now, for me, technology is not my biggest strength. And so that's an area that I'm 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 slow to 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 be more adaptable. And I'm mm. getting more adaptable. But everybody has their areas. You know, some people are willing to adapt very easily. You know, younger kids are very easily adaptable when it comes to technology. So for your listeners, I'm going to suggest that everybody think about one area in their life, mm. in their skill set that is hard for them to adapt to because they, they feel like they're a little slower on that than maybe others are. And encourage yourself to try new things, to experiment, to stretch yourself out there, to volunteer for something maybe you've never done before. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes some of the best experiences in life come from trying something you've never done before. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say, though, to somebody who perhaps is really struggling um, and, you know, struggling to tap into this adaptability, struggling to bend their knees because they've had such a, you know, they feel like the rug's been pulled from underneath them. Um, how do you get from feeling like that to flexing those adaptability muscles? I think it all lives in the mindset. And so mm -hmm. the first thing I think that's really important is that we take a look at the way we use language against ourselves or the way in which we talk to ourselves, you know, that inner voice in our head. Because as soon as we start saying, I can't, that's too hard, or I'm not good enough to do that, or I've never mm -hmm. done that, that's when, you know, we can scare ourselves. And yeah. so... I recommend that we, we think about what are some things we've tried that we've never done before. And this can be back when we were 10 years old, you know, what's something we've done that we didn't know how to do. And not only do we live through it, but it turned out to be enjoyable. I actually asked my clients to name five things that they're really proud of from mm -hmm. their life and why. And what I notice is 90% of them are things that people thought they never could do. And that's why they feel so proud of themselves. 
Yeah, yeah. I really like that because it reminds me of um, uh, also for this podcast, I, I spoke to Dr. Max McEwen, who's a, a UK uh, expert on being adaptable. And he said something which I think links to what you've just said there, which is around even if we can, yeah, if we can tap into into a situation where we experienced ourselves doing something new and we're proud of it, like you say, that helps us with whatever we're struggling with. So being reminded of that helps us with whatever we're struggling with. And he also said, which I thought was interesting, is that you, you only you, our brains are, are are quite malleable in a way because he said he was saying you only have to imagine uh, or picture somebody who's got the skills that you would like to have and think about what would they do. Mm, yes, and and that's quite powerful as well. I love that. You know what I often will teach my clients is it's not it's not situational for for this time, but sometimes I even will say, what would a CEO do, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. what would somebody who was really confident in trying something new do, and mm-hmm. so. Um, by asking based on the vision that they have for themselves, that can be very effective. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? That just shows how how much it how much it's sort of hardwired into us. I think to adapt. Yes, and I also really believe that that language we use on ourselves is like hypnosis. You know, mm. if we talk to ourselves in a critical way, in a self judgmental way, in a fearful way, in an anxious way, we we then create that experience for ourselves. If we can change that dialogue and speak to ourselves the the way we would speak to a friend or the way a wise adult would maybe speak to a young child who was afraid, you know, not in in a um a judgmental way like you're too young and you don't understand but in the loving way like I understand you might be a little nervous, but but you've got this. I know you can mm. do it. I know you've mm. got it in you. And you know what? It'll make a good story regardless of how it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're so right because, you know, our, our, our brains do believe the language that we use. You know, our brain can't distinguish, right, between whether it's true or not. So if we use that negative language, our brains believe that. And as you say, it then becomes a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy, whereas if we change that language or you know think about how we might talk to a friend uh we're so harsh on ourselves aren't we oh yes Um, yeah we we would Uh, not treat most of the people we care about in our lives anywhere near the way we would treat ourselves (laughs) (laughs) I know I know yeah so let's just touch on integrity I think you wanted to say something about that skill Well, you know, I think right now, relative to these times and the coronavirus, I think having integrity is something that we really want to think about related to ourselves. Now, Mm -hmm. most people think of integrity as having integrity with others. Now, I believe that's an important skill, and we can save that for another conversation. Mm -hmm. But I think most people don't think of integrity related to themselves. And what that looks like is, you know, when you tell yourself that you need something to actually be the one that can provide that. Whether Mm -hmm. it is, you know, a break from your desk, whether it's, you know, not sitting hunched over your your laptop 12 hours, you know, without getting up to stretch, whether it's um, having integrity because you've committed to focus on a certain project, which right now people are struggling with to focus, even though everyone's working from home, um, because, you know, every 
every dinger and alert button is going off um, with social media and news alerts. I recommend people turn those off because if you're having integrity with yourself, you're giving yourself the gift of calm. And Mm. then you can focus on one step for one project that you can move forward that you know you need to focus on. And to me, that's about being kind to yourself Mm. and it's about honoring your own word with yourself. Yeah, no, I really like what you're saying, because I think we can, we can, um, you know, this need, we do need to focus. I mean, if we actually do want to kind of navigate our way through this, we do need to focus and we need to be able to do our work and we need to be able to live our lives. But actually, um, how we how we treat ourselves and how we take that forward is very much linked to, you know, looking after that side of things so I had this experience yesterday because I knew that um, we were going to shortly get some uh, news around a, a more severe lockdown mm-hmm. and um, I decided that I wouldn't watch the news I thought well I'll know about it in the morning and I can cope with it in the morning and I deliberately um, took some time out and uh, uh, you know had a had a warm bath and 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 read an uplifting book and in that in those moments I actually felt quite calm and it's it's interesting because I was I I ran a a a live mindfulness session today as well and um, with a lovely person who's an expert on mindfulness and he was talking about choosing calm so you can actually make an active choice to have a calm, positive experience rather than give in to these, you know, I must I must watch the news. And I think you're absolutely right about the notifications because the more you have those notifications, the more you want to listen to the news, right? Yes, no question. And the truth is we're not going to miss anything. I love the choices that you made for yourself, Emma Sue, um, when you knew that the announcement was going to be coming, but instead you knew that you would be able to process that better in the morning after you took good care of yourself. That's the exact kind of thing that I'm talking about. And, you know, we can be pulled around by the ponytail, as I like to say, a lot with, you know, news conference every five minutes at the national, Mm -hmm. regional, local level, you know, the pings and pongs going off on our phone and jumping on this every five minutes. And literally, it's almost like you can feel that physically in your body. And I've I've really noticed that unless you make a conscious choice to say, I'm leaving this somewhere else. I'm I'm leaving it in the box in the other room. I'm going to leave it in the water in the bath. I'm going to leave it, you know, outside after I walk around the block. And it does require integrity with yourself Mm. to do that. And that's exactly the point that I'm making. Most people don't Mm. think of integrity in this manner. No, they don't. They don't. So I, I love the way that you're describing it. I really, really do. So. Bob, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's uh, been really insightful and and so much uh, inspiration and and helpful ideas and helpful support for our listeners. Really, really wonderful. Um, if our listeners want to know more about you and, and your work, where, where can they find you? Yes, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. It's been a delight. <laughs> um, yes, in fact, I have a gift for your listeners. If they go to mondaymorningleap.com. That's mondaymorningleap.com. They can actually get very short um, little tips about career and right now fear and anxiety and some of the things that we're dealing with and, and how to navigate that both in little audios and videos. And it's completely free. And there's ways through that to communicate with me directly as well. 
That's fantastic, Bob. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure that that link is on our show notes as well for our listeners so they know exactly where they can find you. Um, we are definitely going to have a part two, I think, of, uh, <laughs> of this conversation. Um, but for now, I, I just want to thank you so much for making the time to come onto the show today. I know our listeners are going to really find all your advice and support very helpful. So thank you. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at Seven Skills for the Future or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice.